Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. The transition is going to happen from uh, fossil fuels to renewables. It's going to happen. The question is, how much time is it going to take? And uh, how much should people be uh, dealing with? So how much time is it going to take? And how much of a challenge is it going to be? Royal Bank report on uh, net zero, and I talked to the Royal Bank about that when the report came out. One line that got my attention was Canadians are going to have to become comfortable with being uncomfortable. What does that mean? Colin Craig is the president of a think tank, Canadian think tank, secondstreet.org. Let me just, before I talk to Colin, let me just read the very beginning of a news release. ThinkTankSecondStreet.org released new analysis that examines just how much of Russia's oil and gas and natural gas exports Canada could displace over the short term, one year, medium term, three to five years, and long term, seven to ten years. A key assumption was that our country made it a priority to develop and export more resources. Colin, thanks for coming on the program. Carry on, please. Tell Tell us what you did. Well, I think a lot of your listeners will certainly know that the uh, rockets and the tanks that Russia is using to inflict pain and suffering on the Ukrainian people right now, that's paid for by Russia selling oil and gas to the world. And so a lot of people have pointed out that Canada could be a more ethical supplier of natural resources for the world. So we thought, well, just how much can we do? And so we surveyed experts in the oil and gas sector See what they could, what they thought we could accomplish as a country if we made it a priority to do so, and uh, we then took their estimates, averaged them, and compared them with forecasts for what Russia is expected to uh, export in the years ahead, so we could figure out how much of a bite we could take out of the funding that Putin has for his military. Now, there would be people who would say, if you're talking to oil and gas experts, you're stacking the deck. But I would say, in response to that, who else are you going to talk to? when it comes to what could be happening as far as fossil fuel development is concerned and export than the people who actually are in the development and potentially in the export game. So uh, tell us, please, what they told you. So what we found was that, and I don't think this will surprise too many people, in the short term, there's not a lot we can do as a nation. And, uh, you know, it's between 4 and 6% for oil and natural gas is what we could displace within the next year. And the big challenge we we face as a country is that we don't have enough pipelines. We don't have enough pipelines getting our resources to the coast, so we can't put them on tanker ships and uh, transport them beyond North America. So most of our exports for oil and gas, almost all of it, goes to the United States. So short-term, there's not a lot we can do. Once you start looking to the medium, long-term scenario, uh, if we made it a priority to build pipelines to approve projects, we could eventually grow to take out about, uh, about half of Putin's oil, crude oil sales, and about 59% of his natural gas exports. So that would be a huge chunk, a huge bite, rather, we could take out of his uh, exports each year, take a lot of money out of the, uh, his military budget. And the one thing I think we all need to be cognizant of is that Mr. Putin has not created a short-term problem for the world. Even if he took all of his troops out of Ukraine today, who wants to be buying energy from him a year down the road, five years down the road, 10 years down the road? I mean, he's, he's proven that he's just simply a dictator that the rest of the world absolutely needs to stop doing business with and stop enabling 
because when he gets money from the rest of the world, he's using it for uh, obviously some some pretty violent uh, activities. So, if we had the if we expressed the desire and matched it with the determination mm-hmm. to produce and export the natural gas and the oil to reduce the supply required from Russia by 50%, Mm -hmm. that would not only slow down Putin significantly, but it would also benefit the Canadian National Treasury. That would be billions and billions of dollars that would be entering our economy and our social programs and our government initiatives that, uh, that we all could use. And it would serve to fuel, no pun intended, the private sector, which should never be left behind. Exactly. Yeah, it'd be absolutely amazing for our economy. It could help lift Aboriginal people out of poverty. A lot of these, uh, a lot of Aboriginal communities uh, are located near uh, oil and gas uh, resources. So it's a huge opportunity for employment for them. Uh, There's even environmental benefits from doing this, Roy. If you consider that a lot of countries right now, they're they're burning coal. Germany's fired up their coal power plants again because Putin has uh, reduced uh, natural gas exports. Yes, they have. If we can get our natural gas to countries like Germany, China, India, and others that have been trying to buy it from Canada, we can replace coal power with natural gas power. And natural gas has about half the emissions that uh, coal power has. So it's good for the environment, too. Okay. And I think the other thing that uh, governments could do to make this palatable for someone like Prime Minister Trudeau is take the, the government, government tax revenue from these new projects and dedicate them towards reducing emissions. You could help create the technology that could uh, reduce emissions. They could. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.